Did you know you can get pre-qualified leads at no extra cost through the TD Auto Finance TD Wheels app? Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the March 10th, 2023 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. The U.S. Inflation Reduction Act includes new tax incentives that are compelling automakers to rethink their supply chains and manufacturing priorities. That's true for Nissan, which is looking to build stronger supply chains in North America. Nissan America's chairperson, Jeremy Pappen, talked about it recently at the Automotive News Canada Congress. Here's that conversation he had with Automotive News Canada Editor-in-Chief, Jeff Melnichuk. What would you say in this end's top priorities or problems to solve are at this moment in time? We're three years out of you know, past COVID, we're heading steaming toward an electrification future that apparently not everybody wants. Um, how, how's, how does Nissan with all that? Yeah, I, I think Nissan, you know, Nissan's gone through a transformation in the past uh, few years, obviously. Um, you know, reestablishing a little bit uh, significantly the way we do business, launching a lot of new products in the marketplace. Even, you know, the, the employee engagement has been, uh, you know, a very strong area of focus. There's been, the company obviously has gone through a governance crisis. Many of you know that, and we've had to rebuild from there. I think we're very happy with the progress made on all of those fronts, be it the product, the business, uh, the culture. And now we're uh, resolutely confident about what's ahead, uh, looking at, you know, growth opportunities and positioned for it. Um, so, I, I'm, honestly, there's not quite a lot that uh, keeps me awake at night, and I'm just very comfortable with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with the fact that uh, we're going to have to evolve, continuously accept uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, things may change. And I think we've built uh, resilience and agility in the organization uh, to be able to adjust uh, to it. Um, electrification, for me, is a terrific opportunity. Uh, the cars uh, that are uh, electric are um, wonderful uh, vehicles to do uh, to do uh, to grow the business much beyond what we know uh, it is uh, it is uh, today. Uh, they are so much more fun to drive, and that's uh, you know a feeling that will be accessible to everyone. I understand many of the of the concerns, the questions. It is true that if you do a policy on automobiles, you probably can think about a broader policy because so much of our daily lives are organized around how cars uh, get around. And so, um, you know, the, the, there is an opportunity to be thinking much broader to en- enable the, 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 the mandate, but who doesn't agree with, uh, you know, a zero emission or a zero fatality world? Everyone does, those are great purposes. And so, uh, you know, prom- being, being engaged in that and, and enabling it is key. Um, and um, so I think, you know, the, the, the EVs are great. The accessibility, affordability was, a, was a, up for debate. Um, it's a very good question. Economies of scales will kick in. But there's also life for a battery outside of a vehicle. And we're, we've been in this uh, EV business for over 10 years. We know batteries actually live longer than vehicles. And so uh, batteries being the biggest component in, a, uh, in, a, in, an, in an EV today in terms of cost, 
uh, we're going to make affordability work mm -hmm. because there is there is a life for the battery outside. So what, are, what are some of those uses well, beyond vehicles? St energy storage to start with. If if you're pushing towards uh, if you're pushing towards uh, renewable energy, you need to be able to store it. Uh, economic development in the past hundred years has never benefited from the fact we could store energy, electricity, uh, and now we are going to be able to do it mm -hmm. at scale. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> there's value there. There are people who are going to uh, put investment and uh, generate revenues out of that. That's going to feed into uh, the affordability equation for the, for the, for the EV for, for sure. Um, and, you know, EVs, yeah, it, what's interesting with EVs is that they're sold to households who have multiple cars. And that's the majority of the people in North America. But whenever you buy one, it's your primary car, because that's the one you're going to use every day. And that's how the adoption is just going to go and go, because you buy it, and then that's the car you drive every day. Mm -hmm. And yes, yeah, sometimes it can be a problem. But then I'm also in a position where I know what's ahead in terms of technology mm -hmm. and readiness. And I'm so I'm excited about what's here, but I'm more, I'm so excited also about what's ahead. Sure. What, because, are, some, what are some of those things? Well, breakthroughs in battery breakthroughs in battery technology are you know within five seven years away that are going to be very meaningful in terms of affordability charging, definitely. So for you know to move to a high level and a high percentage of adoption, we need those breakthroughs. But to go through the first. Uh, uh, stages of what uh, is mandated but is very likely to happen uh, is it doesn't need those breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. it, it just is uh, going to be done with the products we have, those that are going to come out because lineups will widen. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually seeing this as a massive opportunity um, for us and a satisfaction for the customer. Mm -hmm. And I think that will be very good business for the for the dealer groups and uh, and uh, and uh, and the dealers I, I understand geography and so on but i think there's also expansion of the business we're all involved in we'll be right back after this short break at td auto finance we know that now more than ever digital solutions are crucial to building relationships we're constantly growing and innovating to help you connect with your customers our industry-leading app td wheels helps connect customers directly with your dealership, giving you pre-qualified leads at no extra cost. We pride ourselves in giving you the specialized support you need to grow your business. As the only truly full-spectrum lender in Canada, our non-prime, near-prime, and fixed and variable rate prime programs all give you the flexibility you need to support customers in almost every circumstance. Our five-time J.D. Power award-winning sales, credit, and funding teams are available in local offices across the country to help you today. Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more about our award-winning service, innovative programs and products, or even how we can help you find a floor plan financing option that suits your business needs. Welcome back to the podcast where we're hearing from Nissan America's chairperson, Jeremy Pappen. Regarding the differences between the Canadian and the U.S. market, what's the U.S. attitude toward electrification versus, say, the way it is in Canada? I think we, we hear a lot of the same. There's less, uh, you know, there's slightly less uh, stress maybe because 
the, 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 the timing around the objectives are, uh, are somewhat, uh, um, you know, not as precise, but again, a lot of this can, uh, can, uh, can change. But the two countries are, you know, the way people drive in the two countries are pretty much similar. Mm -hmm. So the, re the, 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 the reaction is, is the same. The penetration is growing about at the same uh, pace. Now it's about, you know, six or seven percent in, in, uh, in Canada. Maybe it's around six percent in, mm -hmm. in the USA. But again, that, that we're running over uh, consumers every day. Um, the intent that we have is ultimately we're going to always let the consumer choose what he wants. So we'll We'll have an EV lineup that will go across uh, segments the same way our ICE lineup uh, is existent today. Um, and you know, in, in many, many, in most of the segments, there will be an ability to choose one or the other uh, powertrain. But um, again, you get you get some functionalities and a and a fun to drive uh, pleasure in an EV that that you know you yeah. you don't get with an with an ICE. Mm -hmm. When do you think the last ICE Nissan will be built? Uh, I can't see that. I think we're such a global company mm -hmm. that we're going to continue to sell a, a lot of ICE for a lot of time. Forever? <laughs> Until there's mandates everywhere. <laughs> Until there's or mandates every, you know, yeah. I mean, we I all mean, know, I mean, you know, charging, if a charging infrastructure is a topic of discussion in uh, highly developed markets such as Canada or uh, the USA, think about uh, what to think about uh, uh, more emerging economies, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, and and that's where uh, you know we'll uh, we we'll have maybe take more time or have different solutions. But ultimately, yeah, with the storage capabilities and the development of uh, energy storage through the batteries, that's that's what can open up uh, mm -hmm. opportunities mm -hmm. for many more EVs uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. I want to thank Jeremy for giving us his time. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.